Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yes, brand new Bang and I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. Higgity, have no fear on today's museum quality I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Once again, after his sixth Netflix special, people are calling for the cancellation of Dave Chappelle, why you must watch his new special, The Closer. Plus, I still have not reviewed the many saints of Newark, I explained, and I got my annual prostate exam. It felt great. Oh, it felt fantastic. All that and more on a fully loaded, fully disruptive I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast coming up right now. Miles Jordan, a.k.a. the Bleach Brothers, a.k.a. the Dust, the Dust Brothers. Start this puppy off with something real nice. Start this puppy off with something real loud. Start this puppy off with something real proper, but most importantly, start this I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast off with something real real funky this this is the i am rapaport stereo podcast let's fucking go oh yes 
<clears throat> Iggy O. Yes. Have no fear. The I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. The name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Man Dingo, a.k.a. Captain Kalitis from the Caucasus Mountains, a.k.a. the Pusha T of podcasting, a.k.a. the Inflamed Ashkenazi. This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast coming live and direct from Pacific Palisades, California. I am in California back. California dreaming. California dreaming the Bobby Womack version. Miles Jordan, play a little Bobby Womack, California dreaming under me right here. All the leaves are brown. Yes, you hear that good, good Bobby Womack. If you've never listened or you're not familiar with Bobby Womack, do yourself a favor on whatever your streaming service is, whether you like vinyl or however you uh, indulge your music, fuck with Bobby Womack. One of my favorite of all time, one of my favorite singers, probably my favorite straight up soul singer. So many hits, so many classics, so much soul, so much emotion in his music. The great, great Bobby Womack. Get familiar with his catalog. It's great music to listen to, to break up. Great music to listen to uh, for romance. It's just soul music 101, like pure soul. The great Bobby Womack. One of my regrets is never being able to meet Bobby Womack while he was alive because I'm such a fucking fan of his. And uh, he passed away a couple of years ago, but I mean, he just is one of my favorites. Uh, so definitely, uh, if, you, if you're not, or even if you are, it's always good to put on that that sweet, sweet, gravelly soul of Bobby Womack. Speaking of sweet, sweet, soulful sounds, you hear my voice is not perfect yet. I know I sound like shit, Duke. I don't like it. But I'm doing everything I can to get it right. It's some bronchial shit. It's not laryngitis. I'm glad I did the run of steroids in Miami. Because you're not really doing Miami if you're not on steroids. Let, let, let's just be honest. If you're not hopped up on steroids or something else wacky, why be in Miami? But the steroids for the laryngitis... It didn't do it. Um, I'm going to the doctor actually uh, after I finished this podcast to get looked at. I think it's like an infection. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right now, um, there's nothing to worry about. I know there's nothing to worry about, but I'm just letting you guys know I am I'm acknowledging the, uh, the voice. And uh, I apologize that it doesn't sound that deep, beautiful baritone that deep, wonderful I Am Rappaport stereo podcast sound, that disruptive warrior sound, but I will get it back ASAP one way or another. You could you could give me a, a drip. You could give me whatever you need, but I need my fucking voice back. I'm tired of the phlegm. I am the inflamed Ashkenazi. I didn't get that nickname for no reason. I am Captain Kalitis, which 
I will give you guys a little update. My colitis has been fantastic. Knock on wood. It has been fantastic. But it's the inflammation. It's the fucking, it's the snot. It's the loogies. It's all that shit that is causing this. It's not like a throat thing. Whatever. I'm just letting you know that I'm fine and I will do, and I am doing everything I can to get my voice back not just for myself, but for you guys, because I know uh, it's probably not your favorite way to listen to the Gringo Man Dingo. But uh, rest assured, I'm good to go, and I will get this shit fixed um, sooner than later. Like I said, I'm heading to the doctor as soon as I finish this I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast from Pacific Palisades, California. I'm staying at my friend's house out here. It's fucking gorgeous in Pacific Palisades. I mean, they had a lightning slash rain show out here in California. I mean, it was, everybody was talking about it because it was like, what the fuck? I mean, talk about the end of the world. It was lightning. It was thunder. It was raining. The sky was tossing. It was turning. And it was, uh, it was bugged out because uh, if you're not familiar with Pacific Palisades, it's like we're near the beach so I could see everything over the ocean. And I was just like, yo, what the fuck is... I'd never seen that much lightning in my life. And I think a lot of people uh, said the same thing in California. It just was bugged out. Um, but I am back in California for the week, getting to see friends, taking care of some business. Um, and I got to be honest, I am so fucking glad that I moved to New York full time. Because aside from my friends... In California, aside from the people I know, when I get here, I'm just like, I've always felt this way. You know, I'm just like, eh. You know, aside from, uh, you know, one of my sons is in New York, one of my sons is in L.A. Aside from that, I don't miss anything about California. Um, I drove around my old stomping grounds right there in the L.A. Hollywood area. And it don't look good. I noticed on Melrose, they got a lot more police out there as they should. Melrose Boulevard, where it's become the stick-up kid capital of LA. Like motherfuckers from the hood are like, yo, if you want to rob somebody, if you're about that stick-up kid life, go to Melrose. You know, we've talked about the shootings. There's been stabbings. There's been muggings. Terrible, terrible shit out there. And if you're not... Familiar with Melrose, it's like the shopping, you know, it's one of the iconic shopping places in the world. You know, it's like, it's it's grungy, it's not Beverly Hills, but it's got all sorts of shops, all sorts of hipsters, all sorts of places, and sneaker this, and, you know, jewelry that, and all this shit, it's become a fucking nuthouse. I noticed there were more cops out there, finally. Who do you call when uh, you need to fix a neighborhood? The fucking cops. But uh, in general, you know, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to catch up with people. It's been busy. Glad I got my Jewish doctors out here in Los Angeles. Obviously, uh, get to see the Dust Brothers. My guy, Toby, uh, the young shooter who I was with uh, the other day for the last podcast. He's not with us today. Um, the shooter, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to let him tell it. The shooter will be on a very big Hopefully, it'll be very big. Nationally televised commercial. I'm not going to say what it is, but let's just say it has something to do with some sort of burgers. 
That's all I'm going to say. But my guy got a big commercial. I was happy for him for that. I don't understand how my guy is not like on all sorts of TV shows and all that shit. You know, Hollywood, it's such a fucking crapshoot. It's so much politics and all that stuff. But we all at the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast believe, recognize, and understand the comedic talent of the young shooter. Um, I He's not not on this podcast because he was suspended for not seeing Rocky. There was a lot of controversy in the last podcast about the fact that the young shooter didn't see Rocky. Um, I will not suspend him because of that. I'm just having to accept it's his loss that he didn't see Rocky. It's his loss that he didn't see Saturday Night Fever. Uh, Darts Gold and a couple of other people were like, how can we even take his Many Saints of Newark review seriously when just a few years ago he did not know who the fuck Paulie Walnuts is? Now, he has watched The Sopranos, but the question is real. It's valid. Should we even accept his Many Saints of Newark's review? I say yes, because although I still have not seen it, everyone who I've spoken to who I respect has said the same things along the lines with the young shooter. But it's a valid, valid, very uh, serious question that uh, needed to be asked. But uh, I still have not seen Many Saints of Newark. And as I said on the last podcast, many, many, many people have asked me my opinion. But that that seems like it's a uh, a comer and a goer. I haven't heard one person uh, say they want to watch it again and that they were excited uh, and happy with The Many Saints of Newark. What I did see and what I did watch and what I cannot implore, big word for me, what I cannot implore you guys to watch any any more than saying a big word that you guys know that I don't say is the Dave Chappelle, the closer special. Dave Chappelle is by far the greatest comedian. This special... Uh, who knows? It's all subjective. You know, when you watch something, what mood you're in, what's gone on in your day, what gone on, uh, went on the day before you watched a special, uh, you know, what happened the last time you watched Sticks and Stones. And I'm not saying this is his best special. I, I don't know them back and forth like that to say that it is his best special, but it's just as incredible as the other ones. And the fact that he's done, I think it's six specials, is just crazy because it's so fucking hard to come up with original material, number one. Number two, the content and the storytelling and the humor and the thoughtfulness and the relaxed. He's so fucking relaxed. It's so good. It's so nuanced. It's so thoughtful. It's so heartfelt. And yet, motherfuckers still want to complain and talk about canceling him. All these groups 
are calling for Netflix to boycott the special, to pull the special, which they're not going to do. The Jews are angry. The trans community, the LGBTQ community is angry. And he goes out of his way, 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 way out of his way to articulate, explain his thoughts, his perspective. He ties it all together. And still motherfuckers want to complain about a comedy special. It's so good. It's so beyond anything anyone has ever done in terms of comedy specials. It's like it's like a, a social commentator who's thoughtful and hilarious at the same time. He ties everything together in a way that seems like it's happening in the spot, on the spot, but you know it, it just doesn't, doesn't work that way. But he is mastering, we are watching somebody mastering the craft of stand-up comedy. And the fact that people are still complaining about it, first of all, it's like, didn't you ask for Dave Chappelle to be canceled four specials ago? So if you asked for Dave Chappelle to be canceled four specials ago, why are you still going back to watch Dave Chappelle? Didn't he offend you so much on his first and second Netflix special? Weren't you going to cancel your subscription to Netflix back then? You obviously aren't about that life because you're still watching the specials. You enjoy the specials, but more than you enjoy the specials, you enjoy complaining about the fucking specials. Cancel your Netflix subscription, don't support Dave Chappelle, and go about your fucking business. It doesn't make any sense to me. Why are you still watching him? You said you weren't fucking with him four specials ago, which is like three years ago, but you're still here. You like complaining more than you love actually taking care of business and taking a stance. You like to be upset. You like to be angry more than you actually like your Netflix. Cancel your Netflix. Don't support Dave Chappelle. Don't support Netflix. If you think they're all these things and they're supporting this transphobic, homophobic person who went out of his way to explain how and why he's made these jokes in the most thoughtful way, move on with your fucking life. You're still watching Dave Chappelle. You're still watching Netflix. Anyway, I can't, I can't um, tell you guys enough how much you're going to enjoy and how great the new Dave Chappelle special, The Closer, is. It's fucking just, it, no, no one can touch it because he just mixes the thoughtfulness and the compassion with, obviously, the humor. It's like he's as thoughtful and compassionate as he is a funny motherfucker. And he does it in such a nuanced, relaxed, chill style. You know, the, the, the Jews are upset. He made a couple of Jew jokes. 
I don't have a problem with a good The thing about his jokes, they're all funny. It's a comedy special. It's a comedy special. If this was like a UN summit meeting or if it was a Palestine, uh, Israel, you know, peace treaty meeting or something like that, that would be a place to possibly get offended. But it's a comedy special. This day and age, comedy, uh, motherfuckers uh, get offended about everything. Stop watching it. Stick your head in a fucking toilet next time. Don't watch the special. Another great thing that you should watch, and I had only seen two episodes, but it's fucking excellent. It is so good. The Ken Burns Muhammad Ali documentary is fucking excellent. It's fantastic. It's melodic. It's meditative. It's informative. It's emotional. It's beautifully shot. There's footage I've never seen before. They've color corrected shit. They add sound. It's it's so good. Do yourself a favor and watch it. You can watch it for free all four episodes. It's eight hours. Trust me. Trust me. It's so inspiring. He's such a fucking unique person, such an incredible character, such an incredible persona. It's excellent. And you can watch it at pbs.org. Obviously, I have nothing to do with it. You know I love Muhammad Ali. And once you've thought you've seen it all, once you thought there's no way this story can be told again, I am telling you, the PBS Ken Burns documentary on Muhammad Ali, trust me, do yourself a favor and watch that. It's fucking gorgeous. And like I said, you can watch it for free on your computer or online or wherever the fuck you watch it at pbs.org. It's dope as fuck. Speaking of watching, Deontay Wilder, Bomb Squad, is fighting Tyson Fury for the third time. Now, we at the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast have documented these first two fights, I think as good as anybody else has. Uh, I was at the first fight. I talked about the zoo, the craziness of the fans I don't know if this guy's Irish or British I don't know what the fuck he is but he's one of these gypsies and the fans are fucking nuts they were screaming and yelling I saw that fight at the was it the forum or was it the Staples Center it's probably the Staples Center I think it was the Staples Center needless to say that first fight was extremely exciting um, and I believe it was a draw. And then the second fight, Deontay Wilder got beaten up beginning to end. Now they're fighting for a third time and it's in Vegas and it's going to be a thing. I think a very good fight. Tyson Fury's a great shit talker. 
Deontay Wilder after knocking out dozens of people, dozens of people in a row. You know, this is it. This is uh this could be the end of his boxing career if he doesn't come out and prove that he's improved as a boxer and that he can, you know, grow and change and improve as a fighter because he was totally outclassed technically, physically in the last fight. You know, I think it's great when fighters lose. Obviously, uh, it's not great for them, but I think, you know, it can be, you know, sometimes the the best thing that ever happens to you. Um, he was just dominated in that second fight. Um, in this fight coming up this weekend, which is on, I think, ESPN pay-per-view. I'm definitely watching it. This ain't no Jake Paul shit. This ain't no Logan Paul shit. This ain't no goofy shit. This is real heavyweight boxing in the 21st century. It's not Ali Frazier by any means, um, but it's going to be a fun fight. And I'm going with Deontay Wilder, even though Tyson Fury is you know, more skilled and Tyson Fury for some reason is coming in close to 300 pounds, which is like 20 some, like 27 pounds heavier than he was in the last fight. He's chose to come in that much heavier. I don't know if he chose to, or he got fat. You know, he's had a history with, you know, getting out of shape, getting in shape. You know, he's been very open about his drug stuff. And and I'm not saying any of that has anything to do with why he's coming in 27 pounds heavier, but that is a lot of fucking weight to carry around. Um, even if you're six foot seven and you're a big motherfucker like Tyson Fury, they're both big motherfuckers. Uh, but you know, I was rocking with Deontay the first two fights and I'm rocking with Deontay in this fight. Um, like I love redemption stories. I love when fighters come back, uh, facing adversity and it's going to be a dope fight. Uh, like I said, uh, they were talking a lot of shit, a lot of shit at the press conference. I mean, it was great. Tyson Fury is very, very good at selling, very, very good at, you know, rabble rousing. And, you know, he fucking backed it up uh, the last time. He fucked up. Deontay Wilder, uh, but Miles Jordan, aka the Bleach Brothers, play uh, some clips from uh, the press conference that took place uh, the other day. A little tickle, come on. <laughs> Let me feel this power of the hey. Alabama slammer. Hey. Come on, Don't get up. It. Are you serious? Let's you have ready? a little body spark. Come on, you I want to feel it. Hey, let's do it then. I'm always for it. I'm always for it. Frank, you ready? I'm out. always for it. I'm ready when you are. Big let's go. Let's, let's go. go. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. Come on, then. Let's go. No, Frank. I want to tell you, I want to feel that power. I'm going to show you the fool. I want to feel the power. I'm going to show you the fool. You're going to feel the fury. You're not going to feel no power. So that's good shit right there. And like I said, I'm expecting it to be a good fight. I'm really hoping Deontay Wilder has improved so he can make it a good fight. And I would love to see Tyson uh, Fury, Deontay Wilder part four because of the fact that they earn it. Hopefully they earn it. Uh, to do another fight, but it's going to be probably the biggest fight of the year. Um, and you know, we're putting our money where our mouth is at my bookie. Um, I'm putting all my money on Deontay Wilder. Uh, I'm picking Deontay Wilder 
to win the fight. I haven't really figured out my props or what round. I'm not doing any predictions like that. I leave that to the GOAT, Muhammad Ali, but go to mybookie.ag and you could get your first deposit doubled. You double your money before ever placing a bet with mybookie. That's a dollar for dollar match. An extra scratch to throw down on the fight. Wilder Fury 3. Last time, like I said, I wanted and I bet on Deontay Wilder and I'm sticking with him on this. Obviously, there's Major League Baseball, the Dodgers, the Giants. And this weekend, there's uh, football, the Chiefs and the Bills, which I definitely like. I like the Dodgers. I like the Bills. Use the promo code DINGO, D-I-N-G-O. To claim your double deposit bonus today at my bookie, use the promo code DINGO, D-I-N-G-O, so you could double your funds and double your winnings. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. So I have to be fully transparent during the recording of this I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. Normally, when I record solo or with a guest or with, of course, the young shooter who will be selling burgers nationally on a commercial soon, um, I'll let him explain that when the time comes. But normally, when I record, I go all the way through. During this podcast earlier, I told you guys that later on in the day, I was going to get my, uh, the fuck is it called? My, uh, checkup, my full checkup. And I was going to get my throat looked at and all that shit. Well, I ran out of time during the beginning of the podcast. So I had to pause the recording of this. I am Rappaport stereo podcast. I can't even remember the last time I had to do that. And I went to go get my checkup. I went to go get my throat checked. I went and got the full, full, uh, you know, yearly checkup. I actually also got a flu shot, which I wasn't planning on, but I talked to my doctor who's been treating me for 20 years, who's a professional, and he explained why he thought it was best for me to get my flu shot. And then while I was getting my EKG, getting my heart checked, getting my uh, chest uh, x-rayed, and then my most favorite part of it, the old pull your pants down so I could cough while he grabs my balls, while he flickers my dick, while he flips it from side to side, while he, he literally unfolds the loaf. I was thinking about why I would trust my doctor to give me the flu shot. And then, of course, he told me to turn over on my side. Usually, he does it standing up, but today we decided to do it a little bit more intimately. He told me to turn over to my side as he got a big, like a big, big lump of some petroleum jelly to stick his finger, not the fingertip, to stick his finger up my ass to give me my prostate exam. During that time, I started thinking about Kyrie Irving. What? During the time that my doctor had his finger up my ass, I started thinking about Kyrie Irving. Now, I know that's bizarre. Needless to say, 
No Bruno. No Cuomo. No anything. But the reason why I thought about Kyrie Irving while my doctor had his finger up my ass and while he was cupping my balls asking me to cough like a gentleman, I said, I trust this doctor. We've been through different things. He's examined me many times. He's examined my wife. He's helped my wife during asthmatic attacks. He's helped me with all my fucking bullshit, all my inflammation, all my fucking eczema, all my goddamn colitis this, infection this, throat this, phlegm that. And he's not perfect. Sometimes it takes a little trial and error to get things fixed, but I trust him. I trusted him enough to get the flu shot. I trusted him enough to stick his finger up my ass because he's a professional. He's a doctor. Now, if I wanted somebody to shoot three-pointers during a game, if I wanted somebody to make a half-court bounce pass, if I wanted somebody to catch a football, throw a football, or hit a baseball, I would not have my doctor do that because that's not what he's paid to do. He's a professional doctor. He studied it. He went to school for it. He's treated me. He treats many other people. He treated my wife, treats many, many, many other patients. I trust him enough to have him stick my finger up my ass. Why was I thinking about Kyrie Irving? Because I was thinking to myself, who is your doctor, Kyrie Irving? Who, who are your doctors? You, you play for the Brooklyn Nets. They have the best of the best doctors. You could see any doctor in the world, literally, uh, by the fact that you're Kyrie Irving. Any doctor would love to see you. Any doctor would examine you. You could get your knees examined, heart examined, fucking brain examined, you know, anything. Every doctor would love to treat Kyrie Irving. That's something that they would look forward to doing so they could tell, you know, everybody they're Kyrie Irving's doctor. They're Kyrie Irving's knee doctor. They help him with his wrist injury. You know, all the injuries that he's had, his knee this, his quad that, his calf this, his ankle this. Any doctor would be happy to, to examine Kyrie Irving for anything that he wanted. Who are you talking to, Kyrie Irving? What doctors do you trust? Because all those doctors that went to school and studied 10,000 hours, probably just as much, if not more hours that Kyrie Irving studied to be the basketball master wizard that he is, those doctors, especially the ones that Kyrie Irving has access to, have put in the 10,000 plus hours to be great at what they do. They're not perfect, nor is Kyrie Irving. He misses shots. He uh, makes turnovers. He gets crossed up on defense. You understand what I'm saying? Nobody's perfect. So that being said, Kyrie Irving, the fact that you are still not vaccinated, the fact that your team is in disarray, that you've once again held the NBA captive, this is all we're talking about. Obviously, it's still preseason, but the NBA season is starting uh, in a week and a half. Durant came to Brooklyn for you. James Harden came to Brooklyn for you. You hired Steve Nash, who's probably going, what the fuck did I get myself into? Like, as hard as coaching is, like, what the fuck did I get myself into with these lunatics? I got Durant DMing Michael Rappaport. I got Durant, who got COVID two times last year. I had Kyrie Irving last year, who would just 
disappear, sit out games. What the fuck did I get myself into? Like, he must just be like, what am I doing? Like, out of all the wacky situations and circumstances you could walk into as a first-time coach, whether you're a Hall of Famer or not, like, what the fuck is this shit? And Kyrie Irving still isn't vaccinated. He doesn't speak. He's still trying to figure it all out. Why don't you go see 20 doctors of all races? Get the 20 best doctors in the world. I'm sure they would fly to Brooklyn to talk to you about the fucking vaccine. You don't trust any of them? It's all a big conspiracy against Kyrie Irving? Is anybody suffering from any ailments in the NBA? Steph Curry's vaccinated. He hasn't grown a fucking tail. LeBron James is vaccinated. He hasn't grown elephant tusks. Your guy fucking Durant didn't make him any better looking. Still looks like shit. Nobody's dealing with any side effects. Nobody's grown any horns. Nobody's sprouted any fucking butterfly wings. Everybody's just fine. Has there been some one-off situations? Yes. But there's always one-off situations. There's always side effects for certain people, certain genetics, certain chemistry. I'm not a doctor. But I know while I was laying there getting my asshole fingered by the good doctor, Dr. Fishman, I felt safe. I felt confident. And even though I was safe and confident, I felt uncomfortable with him having his finger up my ass. But I knew he knew what he was doing while he had that finger up the keister. And I knew it was for the betterment of myself and my family and my future to have him stick that good finger right up my ass. I'm not just going to go into any doctor to let any doctor finger my asshole. No. No, why would I do that? But I trust Dr. Fishman. I trust the doctors. I'm fortunate to have good insurance. And I know they know better than me about my throat. I know they know better than me about my colitis. I know they know better than me about my teeth with my dentist. So I I just don't understand what the fuck all these whack jobs out there, including Kyrie Irving, the legion of lunatics. Who are you talking to? You think everybody's in cahoots? This vaccine isn't perfect. Obviously, we know that. But they told us from the beginning. They said from the beginning. It wasn't like a surprise, like, oops. Oh, my God, we didn't know that you could get coronavirus after you took the vaccine. Oops, that was a mistake. That They told us from the beginning you could still get coronavirus with the vaccine. They just said you're very, very likely to not die, which I think really is the end goal for everybody else. But Kyrie Irving, you should check. Check Durant. Next time he's walking by in the locker room, if you're ever in the locker room with Durant again, see if he grew a fucking tail out of his fucking back. Call up LeBron James, be like, yo, let me do a scalp check. Let me see if you got them horns yet. And poor fucking Steve Nash dealing with this fucking wacky, kooky, crazy 
shit that he's walked into. Uh, you know, I don't know how it's going to play out. Andrew Wiggins, he just got vaccinated because he didn't want to lose the money. That's on you. Good. And Andrew Wiggins will see, oh, I'm just fine. In 10 years, he say, I was bugging. They'll do a documentary and they'll all say, yo, I'm, I'm good. I haven't grown a tail. I'm good. I haven't grown a thumb out of the middle of my chest. And, you know, I was questioning. I was young and I'm glad I did it, but I'm also healthy now. That's the way that documentary is going to play out when Andrew Wiggins and the rest of these guys finally get vaccinated. Anyway, shout out to my doctor for giving me a great annual physical exam. And uh, guys, go get that finger up your ass. It's needed. It's not fun. But you sleep better at night knowing that you got that finger up your ass. I'm done. Miles Jordan, a.k.a. the Bleach Brothers, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers. Take me out of here with something real nice. Take me out of here with something real proper. But most importantly, and this beautiful museum quality I Am Rapport Stereo podcast with something real loud. Real, real loud and real, real funky. See, I am Rapport Stereo Pockets. I'm out. <laughs>